Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder with My Husband. I'm Peyton Moreland. And I'm Garrett Moreland. And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. Oh man, we had some awesome art come in by one of our listeners this week. I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted it on our Instagram. She's a graphic designer and she's super talented and she listened to the podcast and felt inspired and made us a little, I don't know, like what you could call it. Like it's so awesome. Yeah. A cover art. Her name's Autumn Jerez on Instagram. And so, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Thank you so much. It, It was like a surreal feeling to get that. I just... I couldn't believe that that you could be inspired to do something by our podcast. And so it was just awesome. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. We've been getting some awesome DMs from all of you guys. Even our reviews. Like I get on and read yeah. our reviews and I'm, everyone's just so nice. And it just makes like us feel so good. I like don't even know what to say. I feel like I'm so bad at express, like expressing how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I read them and it just, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so nice. You're like, I'm, like, people like us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're recording at a different time today. It feels weird. It's early and I feel like it's a little weird. Do you? Yeah, cool. Because we're, we're doing it on a, today's Thursday. Yeah, today's Thursday morning. Instead of a Sunday. Yeah, we always record on Sunday, so it's a little funky. So if things are weird, that's why. <laughs> okay, so um, this story was sent in to us by Kiana Allred. I really hope I didn't slaughter your name, but that's how I think it is. And if I did, please DM me. Tell me how to like say it properly, and I'll correct myself. Was this an email or a DM? It was a DM. Oh, okay. This is the story of Ryan Poston and Shayna Hubers. Some of you may know this story. Garrett definitely does not. Nope. I'm going to list our sources. I had reddit.com, truecasefiles.com, cincinnati.com, lawandcrime.com. And then there was also a two-part series on 48 hours on this, and it was amazing. So check that out. And I know I always say it, but we've been getting a lot of new listeners. So I just wanted to remind everyone or tell everyone, everyone that is new listening, that I've never heard these stories before. Everything's completely new to me. So everything's just my reaction. Yeah. And if you are new, thank you for listening to one of our latest episodes instead of judging us on our earlier episodes. But do go check those out after. Because <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad because I don't know how good our like first Not four good. episodes are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For our homies who stuck with us through those first four episodes, you are the true OG murder with my husband listeners. <laughs> okay. So in 2012, Ryan Poston was working as an attorney in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. He was 29 years old, had three younger sisters, and admired his dad, stepdad, and mom. Family meant a lot to him. He was good-looking, kind, smart, very successful. Obviously, he's a lawyer. Um, Shayna Hubers was only 21 at the time. She was a recent graduate of University of Kentucky. She too was beautiful, smart, graduated in three years and was going on to get her master's. She studied psychology, which I think is ironic in this story. So Shayna and Ryan met on Facebook in the spring of 2011. Garrett and I actually met on Instagram and I know that sounds so cliche, but it's a crazy story and we'll have to tell you guys it one time maybe in a different type setting or something like that but now that i look back knowing how much peyton likes murder i'm surprised you didn't think i was gonna kill you 
I'm surprised I went on a date with you. I know. Well, even our first date. No, I know. That's what I mean. Our first date, Garrett took me up in the mountains. I had no cell service and I didn't even, I hadn't even looked at his profile. Like I said, it's a long story of how we actually ended up on the date. It wasn't a typical Instagram DM situation, but, and I went up without even knowing what he looks like. He just came to my door and I was like, oh, first time looking at him. I was like, okay, let's go. I know. That's crazy. We'll have to tell the story sometime soon. Okay. So everyone makes a big deal in a lot of the shows I was watching on this that Ryan came across Shayna's provocative pictures on Facebook. And so they had to start dating because he saw them. But at least the pictures that I was shown from what he saw on Facebook, it was just Shayna standing at the beach, like standing in her swimming suit at the beach. Oh. Just in a picture. Like it wasn't like she was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't like the word provocative, but like, it wasn't like she was posing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I was just yeah, annoyed by that sentence and mm-hmm. on almost every source said it. And I was just like, because it was almost like the sources were looking, looking at her. At her in a provocative and I, yeah. And, and I'm like, well, okay, whatever. And maybe there were more provocative pictures and they just didn't show them. And so that could have been, but from what I saw, it was just her in her swimming suit. And I'm like, that's not very provocative, but whatever. <laughs> So they start dating in, in the spring of 2011. And like I mentioned, this is a good looking couple. He's very successful. She was very successful at school. She was going on to get her master's. Both of them very cute. Uh-huh. Um, friends and family claim, though, that from the start of their relationship, it was very, very toxic. It was on and off again, breaking up and getting back together. By 2012, Ryan and Shayna had been going at this continued toxic cycle for almost a year and a half. Throughout all of this turmoil, friends and family who knew the couple say that Shayna was obsessed with Ryan. She would show up at his home unannounced and then refuse to leave. She actually Googled how to pick a lock with a bobby pin because Ryan would lock her out of his home. And so she was like trying to find ways to get in. Text messages and phone logs prove that Ryan had actually attempted to end this relationship for good many, many times. Mm -hmm. Um, But when Ryan would try to break up with Shayna, she would call him or text him hundreds of times. And I'm not lying that the logs prove it. She would not let him break up with her. Like, like just, nope, we're done, we're done. And she's like, no, we're not, and show up at his house. That's crazy. Did he ever get any sort of restraining order or anything? Yeah, so apparently especially because he's a lawyer right so that mm-hmm. question's asked a lot apparently in um it's kind of funny i think people sometimes are going to think this is scripted but i feel like i'm just getting more used to asking the asking right the right questions yeah. i guess in kentucky law you have to either live with someone or have been or be married to someone to get a restraining order and Ooh. these two didn't live together okay which that law is just weird yeah, because make- i'm thinking I go to a McDonald's and I order and this random guy falls in love with me and he becomes obsessed with me and I can't get a restraining order over yeah, him because I weird. didn't know him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, totally. Um, yeah. So I just, if, if someone in, like if someone knows the reasoning behind that, cause there might be like a, well, they don't want to just be handing them out. You know, there might be a reason behind it, but so if you do know, let us know. So Ryan, when all this would happen, he would eventually, after she had texted him hundreds of times, she would eventually, he would eventually text her that she needs to stop calling and texting him and showing up randomly, but she obviously wouldn't. Did he never just block her number? 
No. So I'll get to that. Okay. So Ryan texted his cousin during their relationship and said, this is getting to be restraining order level crazy. She's shown up at my condo like three times and refuses to leave each time. He also wrote a friend on Facebook and said, she's literally the craziest effing person I have ever met. She almost scares me. Wow. Back to what you just asked. The confusing part about this relationship was the stalking and obsession was bad. Obviously, we have proof of that. But he would always end up getting back together with her. It was Uh. on and off again. So no one in interviews could really give a solid reason why other than that maybe she was just so hard to break up with because she would just stay and text that it was easier to just stay with her than to deal with the aftermath of the breakup. It kind of sounds like your typical, you know, high school relationship, breakup, get, get back, back together, together breakup, break up. Get back together. Yeah. But I mean, he's telling people she's crazy. She scares me. She mm-hmm. calls me. I've had to, you know, like lock my doors on her. I've had to throw her out of my house. But then he gets back together with her. In a text to one of her friends, Shayna said that Ryan was only with her because she made him feel so bad when she would cry about it when they'd break up. Jeez. Okay. And what year are we in again? 2012. Okay. Their so relationship started in 2011. Okay. So social media wasn't the, well, Facebook was a thing, but Instagram wasn't, it wasn't the huge. biggest thing yet. On October 11th, 2012, Ryan and Shayna were supposedly back together for the night and had dinner at Ryan's parents' house and then went back to Ryan's house to spend the night. They had a fight that night and Ryan once again claimed that it was over for good between the two, broke up with her. The next day, Ryan told co-workers at work that he had a date that night with Miss Ohio 2012, and he couldn't be more excited. Okay. And every source makes a huge deal that he's going on a <laughs> date with. And she's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, every source, like, makes this just such a big, big deal. Big deal. Okay. Ryan went home that night to get ready for his date with the Miss America competitor when Shayna showed up unannounced again at his house. Oh my God. A while later, a 911 operator gets a call from a woman who claims that she had just killed her boyfriend in self defense. Shayna Hubers was on the other end of that call, crying and explaining to the operator what happened. And his date is with him as well? No, he didn't oh. ever make it on the date. Okay. He was supposed to be going on the date with her. He's getting ready and and Shayna showed up up again. And the night before, they had just broken up again. Yeah. Now, if you have never heard, I would highly suggest that you go listen to this 911 call because it becomes very important later in the case. Shayna claims on the call that Ryan was pushing her around the house, banging her into shelves and doors. Shayna claims that in the middle of this violent argument, Ryan had grabbed one of his many guns that he had laying around his home. Domestic violence is one of those things that is pretty crazy because you have two people who quote unquote love each other mm-hmm. and emotions get so heated. Yeah. It's just well, it's so I, difficult. I always say that you, the people I will hurt most in my life are most likely the people I love. Mm-hmm. You don't care enough about strangers to hurt them that bad. That's why it's so weird when people kill strangers. Yeah. Um, but you know, I will probably hurt you more in my life than I hurt most other people because I love you. And so e- I love you the most. And so emotions are high, okay, right? Well, you heard that here. You heard that here first. <laughs> Peyton's probably going to kill me. So no, don't just say a, that. Just a heads up to I anyone listening. I would never kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying saying what no, i'm know. reiterating what you're saying the emotions are highest yes. with people that we love yeah 
so <laughs> scared for her life when he grabbed one of the guns in the middle of their argument. Well, in the middle of him beating her up, essentially, is what she's saying. Shayna tells the 911 operator that she grabbed the gun out of Ryan's hands and shot him. When the operator asks, okay, how long ago was he shot? Because the operator's not trying to see if she's guilty or not. The operator's trying to see if they can save Ryan's life. Yeah. Shayna says, oh, I don't know, about 10 or 15 minutes ago. Not even that long. It's a weird answer. If you know anything about 911 calls, shooting someone and then waiting 10 to 15 minutes to call 911 is actually a very long time. Yeah. It's long enough to let someone completely die before an ambulance can get there and save them. So interesting. That happened in another case we yeah, mm-hmm. we just did. Shayna had actually shot Ryan six times. Oh my gosh. Fast forward. We're now at the police station. Cops showed up, took her in, took her to the station. Investigators take Shayna in to be interviewed into a room. This immediate interview, or at least portions of it, is accessible to the public, and I would suggest very highly that you watch if you never have watched this interview um this interview is what makes this case i believe that without it i don't think very many people except maybe locals would know about this story now it's important that i tell you that shana's behavior mannerisms and all-around vibe during this interview is off she you know for just shooting her boyfriend because she was scared for her life because he was beating her up everything in this interview is weird now i won't judge people on how they grieve because we never know until we are in that situation how we would handle it but this is one of the most bizarre adult interviews i have ever watched as soon as police sit down with Shayna, she immediately asks for a lawyer which smart um well she doesn't say i want a lawyer she's like i'm obviously gonna want a lawyer right Okay. And they're like, okay, yeah. Um, the cop tells her that's fine, but we won't be able to ask you any more questions until your lawyer gets here, okay? Um, and she says, okay. But then she just immediately keeps talking. She's like, well, it was self-defense. He he was horrible to me. I just I just shot him. Okay. And so they just they just sit there like, okay, well, are we getting her a lawyer or not? But she just keeps talking. Yeah. The very first sign that something was very, very wrong. And I mean, when I watched this part, it was like a movie. The cop says, okay, just stay here. Um, I have to leave the room for a second. And Shayna's like, okay. And the cop stands up to start leaving. And she starts making this sound like a well or a sob or a cry. Um, And her face is like in the Kim Kardashian cry face, like just super dramatic, just like like you would think someone was chopping her arm off like fake, like she's faking it. Well, no, I mean, we don't know, but she's it's very over the top. She was totally fine just talking to the cop. And then as soon as he gets up to say he's going to leave, she's like, "Okay," and then just starts starts, wailing and like her shoulders and her chest are heaving like like she's crying like she's Mm -hmm. starting to cry or like have a panic something's wrong like realize what she just did i don't know but the 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 guy who's interviewing her has already kind of got up and turned to leave the room and he kind of says he doesn't turn completely around but he says you're gonna be fine and she's like (gasps) you know she's like heaving and then he opens the door and as soon as the door in the room closes and he's out of that room she just literally completely stops and just starts picking her nails like she had no idea that you could see into the room no like she didn't know that it was being recorded from the top of the corner of the room but she's seriously (laughs) like 
<sighs> and then as soon as the door closes, she just stops and just starts playing with her nails. Like her face literally goes from Kim Kardashian to normal in a split second. That's crazy. As soon as the door closes. And so she's obviously acting like everyone. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, it's it was so weird because most of the time you don't see that in adult interviews. I mean, again, it's just a pattern of what we see in all these cases. Mm -hmm. They freak out and then they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And Yeah, it's just it's 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 so weird. Um, it always confuses me when people don't know that they're being recorded in the top corner of these rooms because they're always on. There's always a video camera for everyone's safety. You know, they might bring one down and record their face like if they're recording an interrogation, but I'm, there's always a security camera. Even in every TV show you ever watch, there's like, always there's a, a camera. security camera. And the best part is that every other investigator that's on this case or that has any interest in it is watching that live feed. They're watching the security cameras live feed in another room. Yeah. And so everyone that's watching was like, holy crap. Like, sh- did you guys just see that? Like, she just completely turned off her emotion as soon as he walked out of the room. It was so That is so weird. weird. Um, so they take a minute. The cops take a minute to start the actual interview. And during this time, Shayna tries to talk to anybody who listened. Literally anybody who comes in the room, even if it's the janitor, she just tries to talk to them. Like she can't shut up yeah. and she asks one officer how he got his teeth so white and it's not like, oh, I'm sad. I need to take my mind off it. Like, hey, I noticed your teeth are really white. What do you use? It's just like, hey, your teeth are so white. It's like casual conversation. Like they're standing in line together at Target. Yeah, it makes no sense. She asks another cop, you know, um, if I go to jail, do they let me shower there or will I just get like really dirty? What? And the cop's like, oh. Okay, so when officers leave the room empty, this is when Shayna's most bizarre behavior during this interview happens, and it's chilling to witness. And you can see this on all the cameras still? Yeah, and you can go look it up now. I watched all of the footage. That's so freaky. So when no one's in the room, I don't think she realizes that she's being recorded. She walks around the tiny room. It's like the size of this room. It's just an interrogation room. Um, She walks around it aimlessly, singing, snapping her fingers, dancing she literally does some pirouettes while she's humming uh she sings amazing grace and i was actually kind of bummed out because she has a really good voice oh my god and and i'm just like why didn't i get a good voice (laughs) (laughs) i just want to be a singer so bad that's true peyton and i for those who don't know we cannot sing oh but we try we do try we try so hard every time we're in the car we try so hard i think we've mentioned it before that we can't sing but we really can't sing and we both want to sing i said if i had a genie one of my wishes would be that i could sing sing. literally (laughs) that's how bad i want to sing so i was just annoyed that shana crazy pants got a good voice and i didn't um at one point she gleefully and yes i mean gleefully says out loud to herself i did it yes i did it i shot him i did it oh my gosh no way And she's like dancing while she's saying it she's like i did it you know what kind of came to my head what um like door the explorer I we did, did it. it we, we did, did it. it we, we did, did it, it. Yeah. yeah it's the first thing that popped in my head <laughs> yeah exactly okay fine we'll do a musical number for you guys <laughs> that's crazy though oh yeah wow so does that count as a confession well the, she had already she called and said she shot him oh remember she's, sorry, she I got called confused. no, no yeah. but 
out of, yes. out of self-defense they is what I'm saying. They use this whole interview against her in trial. Okay. This whole weird, they use all of this. This is this is why I'm saying if this interview didn't exist, if she just actually sat and waited for a lawyer, I don't know if the outcome of this whole case would be the same. Got it. At this point, police are having to take shifts to go in there because she won't shut up and it's and is talking their ears off about stupid stuff and so they're getting exhausted. So they're taking like five minute shifts each to go in and watch her. Finally, when the interview actually starts, Shayna goes off about the history of abuse that she had faced from Ryan. She claims that she feared for her life. The damning part of this interview was when Shayna was explaining the actual incident and she claims that she picked up the gun off of the table in the middle of them fighting. Remember that she told yep. the 911 operator that she wrestled the gun out of his hands. So she changes her story about how she got the gun. Everyone always changes the story. Officers obviously don't say anything. They just keep letting, you know, her talk. This is more just like, okay, this is a confessional for her and we're just going to use everything against her. We're not actually going to interrogate her at this point. Um, so I'm going to read some of what was in this police interview video. Shayna says, and he was lying with his face on the table, like twitching. And so I knew he was going to die. And when I walked around the table, um, I think that's where I shot him in the head. I shot him probably like six times. I shot him in the head. He fell onto the ground. He was like laying there like this. And then she gets down onto the floor in like a weird position. Um, his glasses were still on and he was like twitching some more. And so I shot him a couple more times just to make sure that he was dead because I just didn't want to watch him die. Not, oh, because I didn't want him to suffer. Oh, it was, my God. I didn't want to go so through you just, that. This was word for word what she word said. Word for word what she said. I just read word for word what she said. Oh, that's mind blowing. She says, then later she says to uh, a lady officer, I knew that he was going to die and have a completely deformed face. Um, and he's kind of very vain and he wanted to get a nose job. He's just that kind of person. And so I shot him right here and she points at the nose and then she kind of laughs, but she like has to stifle the laugh. And she goes, I gave him the nose job he always wanted. Oh my gosh. She's crazy. Yeah. She's legit but crazy. She turns her laugh like she chuckles and then she kind of turns it into a cry. Like she's like, I gave him the nose job he always wanted. So has she always been... Like, did anyone ever suspect that she would do no. something like this? Well, not that they put on the sh like the interviews. Everyone oh. was like, no, she, I mean, she was very dramatic. She was intense. Like people said she was into, you know, theater at school and she was into drama and she was always dramatic about her high school boyfriends, but never like, oh, she was going to kill somebody. I just think it's crazy. You can go from how you can just kill someone like that. I, I don't even and know. And then be laughing about yeah. it. Like the like and walking around aimlessly singing Amazing Grace and, and and acting like Dora the Explorer. I was thinking, you know, shooting someone two or three times, I know, right? Makes makes more sense, but shooting mm -hmm. someone six times after they're on the floor mm -hmm. already shot in the head. Shot him in his nose. That's just So yeah. that's the weird part, is it's like if it's self defense. So okay, it either was two shots, then a break, then four shots. Or four shots, then a break, and then two shots. That's what the neighbors said. Okay. And so she either went bang, bang, walked over to him on the floor, and went bang, 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 bang into his head. My or she went bang, 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 walked over to him, two final shots into his head. Either way, she shoots him. She's no longer in danger. He's, he's on the ground. And she walks over and finishes the job. That's crazy. Police end up arresting Shayna 
for, for murder after the two and a half hour interrogation. Upon investigating further into Shayna and Ryan's lives, the most incriminating evidence of all was the text messages that was shared between the two. Uh, the cops said there was hundreds of thousands of text messages between the two from 2011 to 2012. Wow. Police say for every text that Ryan sent, there was probably 50 on Shayna's side. So one text for Ryan was 50 to Shayna. So much back and forth of Ryan telling her to leave him alone, stop, stop bombarding me with messages, and then she would just continue doing it until he would answer. She, they said there was one point where she sent 90 text messages to him until he answered her. Wow. Um, a point that Shayna had that the police uncovered throughout the investigation was the fact that Ryan was in the middle of a lawsuit with his ex-work partner and had actually shown some pretty aggressive signs of anger about it. Um, she claimed in her interview, you know, he was in a lawsuit and it made him really scary. He was super aggressive and angry about it. And then in investigation, they found a couple messages on Facebook that Ryan had sent to people showing his frustration, not on Shayna, but on the situation with the work partner. Mm -hmm. They were definitely strange um, talking about wanting to hurt the world for what's going on. Um, but he never directed the anger towards Shayna in those messages. Upon investigating Ryan's house, um, where the apparent violent argument and struggle ensued, there were absolutely no signs of a fight ever taking place. The bookshelf that Shayna claimed that he threw her into in the middle of the fight that night was in perfect condition. There were actually bullets, like he had decorated the bookshelf with bullets standing up, yeah. and all of them were still standing up. If someone had even bumped that bookshelf, they would have knocked over. Yeah, no, for sure. Police had a hard time believing that she had been thrown around the condo before shooting him in self-defense due to the lack of physical evidence of that happening at the condo. Trial for the murder of Ryan Poston began in April of 2015. So this murder happened in 2012. And then the trial against her didn't happen until 2015, two and a half years after Shayna had shot him six times at his home. Um, kind of going back a little bit, but did the attorney ever show up in the interview? No. No. So what because happened? They, they, had her, they had her, they read her her Miranda rights and then just interviewed her because she just kept talking. She just kept going. Okay. Yeah. So she asked for it almost like she knew she was supposed to, but she couldn't not. She yeah. couldn't not tell them what happened. No, that just came to my mind all of a sudden. Oh, I just no, remembered, yeah. wait, what happened to the, I guess I never even followed the attorney. So Shayna and the defense team at trial would stick to their claim of killing him in self-defense while the prosecution would say that Shayna was obsessed with Ryan. And that night um, when he tried to officially end it again and go on his date with um, Miss Ohio, she finally lost it coming back to kill him the next night. Many people testified at trial. Shayna did not take the stand. A weird detail that came out at trial was that the night before the murder, when Shayna and Ryan got into the fight where he ended it, Shayna didn't actually leave his condo after he broke up with her. He instead went to bed and she went into his living room and called her mom, who drove all the way to Ryan's house in the middle of the night so that Shayna could be held by her. That's what the mom said. She said, oh, she just needed her mommy to come hold her feet. Her so, mom said that. Yeah. And so her, like she agreed to doing it. Mm -hmm. Her mom throughout this whole thing claims that Shayna did. Shayna murdered him out of self-defense and he was completely abusive. And Shayna's a little baby and she would never do anything. And she's an angel. Oh, my Til, gosh. Still to the stage. Yeah. That. It was a very, they never like came out in the interview. They never came out in any of the sources or the shows I watched saying like, this relationship between mom uh -huh. and Shayna's weird. 
but it was it was weird. Yeah, it seems like, like it. People were saying they've always been best friends. They were always just two peas in a pod. And you watching Shayna's mom, and I'm not taking away from the fact that this whole situation puts both sides of the families in very uncomfortable and hard situations. Yeah. But she was very, very, um, your textbook mom who doesn't believe that her kid does anything wrong. So he didn't know that she didn't leave the apartment? No. So the mom comes over. She holds Shayna's all night. And then when Ryan woke up that morning, he came out and found 21-year-old Shayna being held by her mom inside his condo. So his her mom came into his condo in the middle of the night, and when he woke up, she was still in the condo. And then that day, he, he was, was like, shot. Yes, that night he got shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Shayna admitted to the cops that she had to release the safety on the gun before she shot Ryan. And the cops took this as proof that the shooting was premeditated because if she would have had to stop to think about it, like what she was doing, taking off the sa- safety, I think this statement is weird and maybe I'm understanding it wrong, but if it truly was self-defense, like take, we're not talking about Mm -hmm. Shayna and Ryan anymore. We're talking about a different situation. Um, She would still need to shut the the safety off to protect herself. She wouldn't stop just, oh, I have to turn the safety off. I guess I'll just let this guy kill me. Like that doesn't really, like that doesn't mean premeditation to in my head. Oh, Um, I see what you're saying. Well, so it also depends what kind of gun she has. But she had to flip it off on the side. Okay. It, was a, it wasn't just well, like yeah, the one should, where you have to hold it down. Uh-huh. I mean, unless you're like, I could be totally wrong. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But unless you're very familiar with guns and know how they operate, it's not, it's usually not the first thing you think of. Like to react that fast oh, for her to be I like, oh, gun, safety off. I'm he, ready to go. Oh, because at you know trial. So I need to probably say this. Um, at trial, they change her story. So you know how she was like, so the first time on the 911 operator call, she says he grabbed the gun and then I grabbed it and shot mm-hmm. him. Second time, she says we were in the middle of argument. He was calling me horrible things. I felt scared for my life. So I grabbed the gun off the table and shot him. Got it. At trial, they change the story again. Her side, her defense team changes it again and says, no, he was charging her. And so she grabbed the gun. So maybe that's what cops mean. She would have had to flip the safety oh, off in been, time. It would have been like she was trained and knew what she was doing because to do it that fast is pretty okay, impressive. I figured I misunderstood because I was like, you're literally discrediting discrediting any victim who's ever had to use something for yeah. self-defense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, at trial, it comes out that before the shooting, Shayna had told her friends that Ryan was evil and that she wishes that they would go to a shooting range on a date so that she could turn around and shoot him and play it like it's an accident. She said that to people. Where, where were they living at again? This is Kentucky. Okay, so maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was familiar with guns, but that's just... I think she was, because she went to shooting ranges all the time. She had pictures of shooting ranges on her social okay. media. I mean, I guess obviously she knew how to shoot him, and she knew what she was doing, so... yeah. Forensics proved during trial that Shayna was lying about the first shot. So she says he was charging her and she shot him. They said this is an in, in, inaccurate um, because the range that the bullet was held for entrance was at a down range, meaning that she had to have been over him and he was below her when the first shot was fired, almost like he was sitting at the table 
and she walked over and shot him in the head because it, it was angled down. Oh. Which wouldn't have been the case if he was charging her because he's taller than her. Mm-hmm. Shayna claimed in her police interview that she fired the last four shots into an almost already dead and helpless Ryan because she couldn't bear to watch him twitch. Um, we kind of already talked about that. Some friends from prison said that Shayna... Okay, so she made friends in prison. Girlfriends. They came to the trial and testified against her. So what? apparently they weren't that good of friends. Yeah. They stated that Shayna had told them that she hadn't actually acted in self-defense that night that and that sometimes during their relationship she would give herself bruises and then walk over to the neighbor so that they would think that he was being abusive to her during their relationship. And this is important because neighbors came in and testified for her saying she had bruises and came over and told us he was abusive. But then her gel mates came in oh and said gosh. she told us that she used to do that on purpose. She is crazy. They said that Shayna had found out about Ryan's date that night with Miss Ohio and lost it. It was her breaking point. It only took the jury an hour to come back with a guilty verdict on in 2015. And Shayna was sentenced to 40 years for the murder of Ryan Poston. But wait, there's more. <laughs> After her conviction, Shayna fell in love with Unique Taylor, who is a transgender man who was serving in the same place with her and they get married in prison. Okay. But wait, there's more. <laughs> in August of 2016, the original conviction was overturned because one of the jurors was a felon. Really? Yeah. So, but how was it that juror's fault? Like how, because there was a... Because he lied. Oh. He was, a, he was a felon and lied about it. So they just overturned the case? Yep. That's what happens. Oh, I didn't know that. Because so everyone has a right to a fair trial. Oh, so it wasn't technically a fair, fair trial. trial. Because okay. he could have been swayed. Okay, so what happened? So after months of delays and figuring things out, a new trial began again against Shayna for the murder of Ryan. Everyone would have to go through a whole new trial again. And this is a big deal because his family had finally got that justice and closed that part of this morning. Mm-hmm. And then it gets overturned by luck not nothing to do with her and then she's like nope i'm not going to plead guilty i'm going to put everyone through another trial again Mm. and i'm going to stick to my i'm innocent the new trial began in august of 2018 so keep in mind overturned in 2016 um i guess she went put them through a whole bunch of delays like any chance she could get she would delay yeah shana testified at this trial so at the first trial, she didn't. The second trial, she got on ch- on stand and testified. And I think this was the knell in the coffin because she has freaking diarrhea out the mouth. I kid you not. <laughs> Everything that she did in her oh, interview yeah. was just happened again at trial. So what'd she say? Just everything that she basically said in the interview. She just oh. would go off, change her story, and then... The same defense, the same prosecution team was like, you've changed your story three times. And she was like, well... I can imagine everyone just sitting there with their mouths open. Like, what, what is going heck? on? So she was convicted guilty once again. But this time, the jury sentenced her to life in prison. Okay. Which is way better than 40 years. Yep. Ryan's family wasn't surprised to hear the guilty verdict once again, especially after her testifying. But there were audible gasps, and you can hear it in the tapes, when life in prison was read. Because, you know, the first time she gets 40 years and then she comes back thinking, oh, I was so lucky it got overturned. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get out. And instead of just getting put back in prison for 40 years, she gets put back in for life. For life. 
for having to go through everything all over again for their son. This was justice for Ryan's family. They do state that nothing will bring him back and that her sentence doesn't change the fact that he was taken away, but that civil justice is good. Yeah. And that's the story of Ryan Poston and Shayna Hubers. It's so hard because when you were first telling the story, I was like, well... I mean, you can't just call a girl crazy. I mean, you can't call See, anyone and I, crazy. I, I feel that way too. That's why I wish they would have published girl some guy. Of it. I mean, you just you can't call someone crazy without knowing the details. But yeah, after and, those details, and everyone has control over their own body, and everyone has control over their own actions. Um, but it, you know, even in high school, I would see girls who these guys would drive them to crazy. They would drive them to mad. They would do horrible, manipulative, emotionally abusive things. I think everyone has some sort of toxic or crazy relationship at some point. Yeah. And, and then the girl would be pegged as crazy. And I'm like, exactly that guy, like I wouldn't, I don't blame her. You know, it's like that Beyonce song where it's like, would I rather be crazy or something? And she's like, I'd rather be crazy. But this whole new level i mean she was crazy this was I'm not sorry. okay what happened to ryan was no. not okay no that was completely i'm not justifying different. anything that happened to him you there's a you know killing someone not in self-defense because what i'm taking from this whole thing and i'm gonna have to take it because she was convicted guilty is there was no fight she well, came in shot him while he was sitting down at a table it was not yeah. self-defense i mean i probably wouldn't have said she was crazy until he she killed them and now that's just a whole not even that she killed them all the police videos that is what tapes, did it for me i was like this that's girl, what did it for this me girl's too. nuts i think before we see a lot of you know it's it's not that rare to find a girl who's gonna text a guy 90 times until he answers it's honestly <laughs> not that rare what is rare is pretending that you're welling and crying after you just killed someone and then as soon as the cop walks out of the room you're fine Payton that's what's right Payton doesn't text me 90 times don't worry no yeah i mean no, I'm just <laughs> no. we're always together so we never even text, I know, we each never other. text. <laughs> no but i mean you like you said everyone has that toxic mm-hmm. relationship and you know people love can drive people to do some weird things. oh man she's crazy that's <laughs> it's crazy to me that she sat there too and was like i did it oh my oh, gosh. singing I need, to I need wa- to show you. I, I need to, yeah, I should probably watch this. I don't know if I will, but. <laughs> Garrett doesn't want anything to do with these crimes after yeah. we've talked about them. I just listened to no, the stories No, the best here. part is when I post it finally on social media, he'll come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, that's what they looked like? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I never. You never even go look it up after. You yeah, just, that's a good point. As soon as I post it, you're like, wow, I didn't, I can't believe they looked like that. I also never re-listen like Mm-mm. to the podcast. Peyton and I were talking about that the other night because she re-listens and edits yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like I, I'm listening so much. And then I get in my friend, I have one friend who listens and we get in her car and it's playing. And that's, what's weird is I don't really mind listening to my own voice when I'm editing, but then when I'm in front of people and they're listening to it, it gets a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, thank you, Kiana. If that's how I say it for sending this in. Uh, it was an awesome case. I Garrett, did you enjoy this case? I did enjoy this case. In a non-enjoyable way. In a way. non-enjoyable way. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that's the story of Ryan Poston. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.
Welcome to the Code and Crime Academy. I'm John. And I'm Jessica. Our podcast entails everything from the paranormal and mysterious to murdery and comedy. You are looking to sit back, relax, and have a few laughs while learning something new. We are here to drag you through the depths of the world while leaving you hanging in thought. Come join us on our favorite platform to listen anytime and for more information on upcoming shows and how you could be a part of our show.